Hi, welcome everybody to Snacka Ikenosh. My name is Joyce and I'm so glad to be back on the studio. I'm not here alone. I'm here with Kathleen. Kathleen, how are you? I'm great. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing this today, despite the fact that we can't be at the studio. So what's the topic for today? We're going straight to the topic for, for today. How to use bad weather to your advantage. Yes, you had me right. How to use bad weather to your advantage. So that's what we're going to talk about today, given the fact that we are in Norway and the weather is very unpredictable. The other day was spring and this morning is snowing. I don't understand. So for some people, it's like a nightmare. But how are you going to use the weather to your advantage? That's what we're going to talk about today. So... Uh, Kathleen, uh, do you agree that the weather can even affect your feeling or your behavior? What do you have to say? Oh, absolutely. Um, according to several studies conducted within the last few decades, weather can definitely have an impact on our moods and behaviors. One such study by Sang and colleagues in 2013 determined a link between heat and human aggression uh, where intergroup conflict rose by about 14% as the temperature increases. High temperature has been linked to aggressive behavior and all kinds of crime associated with that, mostly violent crime, including murder, assault, robbery, and rape, see a particular increase. Wow. It's, it's pretty, pretty gnarly. And in warmer states or, or warmer climates, mm -hmm. uh, violent crime spikes. So countries like Spain, France, and Italy, which have a large north and south variation, mm -hmm. have shown patterns similar to studies conducted in the U.S., which show that where it's warm and where it's hot, that's where the violence occurs. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a bummer because, you know, we're dealing with global warming mm -hmm. coming around and scientists have extrapolated that there's a pretty large possibility that global warming is going to lead to an increase in violent tendencies. Well, that got me thinking quickly. You know, in the northern part of Nigeria, where it's really very hot climate and we have the issue of terrorism and stuff like that, could it be the weather messing with them? Because the, the, the rise of terrorism is just crazy. Ah, wow. Come on, go ahead. I'd, I'd like to hear more. Well, and that's really interesting because uh, some more research shows that the relationship between aggression and heat is not a straight line. It's curvilinear, which means that up to about 30 degrees Celsius, people become more and more violent. But once it gets too hot, I think people are, are more focused on cooling themselves down. And, and it's just too darn hot to do anything crazy. Mm. There's also several reasons why in... Uh, warmer climates it can be a bit more violent so in cold weather people are less likely to go out and surround themselves with other people mm -hmm. there can be an increase in alcohol consumption in the summer mm -hmm. and we all know that excessive alcohol intake leads to lowered inhibitions <laughs> and increased confrontational behaviors and just the unpleasant bodily sensations associated with hot hot heat cause people to become agitated and uncomfortable and irritable. And it's really easy to take out that frustration on the people that are around you. Well, that's really interesting. It's news about how dreary weather and storms affect behavior, but evidence shows that domestic violence increases when it's raining. Ooh. Uh, 
which makes sense. It could be attributed to being stuck indoors with other people, being more sensitive to mm -hmm. our surroundings. That uh, saying study I referenced earlier showed only a 4% increase in interpersonal violence, which isn't huge, but it's enough to take note of. Well, it just got me thinking um, um, uh, how much um, there's there been so many, um, much report about increasing uh, inter uh, in intimate partner sexual violence um, because of the COVID situation. People are isolated, where victims are isolated, they can get across or get help. And being right. in the winters, I'm talking about Norway and um, particularly in other countries, probably where the heat effect uh, is taking place. Yeah, that makes, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to me. You could blame, you know, the different vitamins, the different allergens, the different, you know, direct weather impacts. But I think a big part of it is how the weather affects our potential behaviors. All right. So what about you? What kind of information did you find? Well, I found a couple of um, uh, studies about memory, how the weather affects your memory. It's very interesting. For example, the, the one conducted in, in Australia about a, a group of researchers and how um, uh, bad memory could also increase, bad weather rather could increase your memory. For example, they did a, a test where they put 10, 10 uh, unusual objects in a shopping mall and asked them people in, during different weather conditions how much they could remember. So it turned out that um, people, uh, three kinds of weather were, was considered the sunny, the gloomy, and also the the cold weather. It turned out that during gloomy days, people remembered more objects than uh, the other days. So what this tells us is that <laughs> when you're having a bad day or when the day is very gloomy, you're much more likely to remember things. And why is that? And uh, the, the reason given is because uh, the researchers uh, theorized or uh, concluded that during gray and gloomy days that you're are more likely to experience a drop in your mood. And as a result, you become more sensitive to your environment. You are likely to pay more attention to detail. And as such, you are able to remember things better. And no wonder when, it's a, uh, when um, we're having a bad day, our brain has a tendency to mimic uh, 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 the, uh, the effect of focusing on things that are more positive, although we can easily affiliate with, or that might help us to improve our current state. So it's very interesting. That in, in other words, when you're having a bad day, when the weather is bad, your brain is more alert because they are looking for cues that could make them, you know, redirect them away from the negative emotions you're feeling. So you're more likely to be sensitive and alert and remember things. So guys, the bad weather, especially now that it's snowing, is not such a bad idea. You can use it to your advantage. So we are going to come back and talk more about the weather. All right, here we go. Yeah, so uh, 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 I'm back again uh, to the same topic about uh, how um, we can use um, bad weather to advantage. For, for, I was talking the other time about how we... Um, sad mood can improve our memory. How is that possible? Well, come to think of it, it makes a lot, a lot of sense because um, the, but, um, it's very easy for us to remember bad days than good days because our mind, is particular, our mind particularly tends to focus on negative events and emotions and, you know, want to stress and make it larger than life, which is part of normal uh, brain processes. But then we should also know, know that... Um, 
the weather has a power to sober, also sober our emotions. It, it, it sort of manipulates you into focusing more on your surrounding. And so you can use it to your advantage in that regard. So it, 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 it makes you focus more on um, what appears to be probably a bad day, but then with also the possibility for you to you know, to be alert and find ways for you to improve your current state. So when all you're stressing about is negative emotions, and definitely you'll be thinking of solutions and strategies to reduce that stress that you're going through or whatever negative emotions. So that is one way we could use bad weather or um, when we're feeling sad during the weather to our own advantage. And then also, uh, if you also look at the, the issue of heat, like Kathleen mentioned, the, the heat have been associated with aggression, but... Less, there's also the other side of the coin that heat can also um, uh, reduce uh, our memory. They're both sadly negative events. So there have been a lot of research conducted in this regard also, I think in Boston in America, among some students, where eventually the result was that people that were in cooler climates performed better uh, than those that were in hotter climates. They had quicker reaction time. They had faster cognitive speed. They have better working mem. They have um better working memory. That's for those that are in cooler climates. So, <laughs> oh, that means the snow is not such a bad idea, right, Kathleen? <laughs> oh, no, nice. yeah. yeah. So, so that is something I was. I, I, I am basically trying to point out that okay, thank goodness it's supposed to be spring the other day, two days ago, and now it's snowing <laughs> this morning. So, guys, it's not the end of the world. Uh, just look at it. That just be glad we're in a cooler climate. So. It, it uh, it's not like uh, the hot weather or hot season or summer that may, you know, reduce um, our memory. So we could use that to advantage. But then I want to talk about something else, weather and live milestone. Guys, do you, do you, have you ever been in a situation where when it's spring, when it's summer, you have this nostalgic, nostalgic feeling about um, what, ta- what thing you were doing by this time in your childhood or maybe... Yeah, the first time you moved out of home, the first time you got married, the first time you got to the university, maybe your first kiss, maybe your first sex. I don't know. Kathleen, what do you have to share? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because every time there is a change in the weather, wherever mm-hmm. I'm at, mm-hmm. I seem to be plagued with memories of things that have happened in my life associated with the same weather. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, this morning... After several days of bright, sunny, warmer, you know, dry streets, and now we've got the snow coming down again in full force, and all I can think about are, you know, days in my adolescence where I was trying to drive through the snow uh, poorly. (laughs) Uh, I'm not one of those snow drivers. Um, You know, remembering going out in the middle of the night in my footy pajamas and making snow (laughs) in the yard all kinds of beautiful memories and I really enjoy that here in Norway it seems like we do get a taste of each season mm-hmm. it's wonderful because I think if it was always snowy or always hot my memories would be a bit constricted and I wouldn't be able to really enjoy all of my personal history as well as I can with all of these lovely outdoor songs. Okay, if I if I may ask, can you like compare your weather back home and yeah, which is better? What kind of seasons do you have? 
back home? Oh, yeah, so I'm from Washington State in mm-hmm. America, and in the summers, it's much, much hotter. It gets up to about 40 degrees Celsius in the summer. 40? It's very 40. It's, it's quite toasty, and it's arid, very, very dry all year round. Uh, we do have a little more night than in Norway, the summers here. Um, in the winters, it rarely gets below about negative 10 Celsius. Whoa. It's, it's very windy. I think I prefer Norwegian weather because I, I like the colder climates. Because like you were saying earlier, for you know focus and concentration and productivity, I definitely find that when the weather is nasty, I thrive. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You are so lucky. Oh, is it not the same for you then? Uh, not exactly. Like, um, I think last week or two weeks ago, so I was out with a friend and then he was just mentioning um, how he loved the spring. The spring is coming up, reminded him of his childhood, things he used to do with, with his father. And, the, 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 and it just made me, I just kind of felt alone in that regard why did why do i say that because i think by this time last spring i was in portugal and portugal had a different weather at the time so i didn't have anything like to associate my the my memory i don't didn't have any memories associated with the weather and that was kind of weird but then back home in nigeria the weather here and uh, between norway and nigeria is just like opposite so we just have like three three weathers yeah so we have three types of weather so we have the dry season which is typically very dry and hot hot and the temperatures could rise uh, as high as 42 degrees depending on the part of the uh, Nigeria you're from Uh, and then we have the raining season where it's like super raining and it's all flooded and the flood is so high that it carries destroy houses because we have a lot of oceans and island in Nigeria and then we have the world the third kind of weather which is typically similar to Norwegian winter but it's not exactly winter we call it the Hamatan weather it, uh, it could it, it's like 24 degrees and sometimes 13 degrees but so imagine you are used to having 42 degrees weather and then you are in this part of Nigeria where the weather goes to 32 13 degrees. I think I spend a part of my time in that part of uh, Nigeria. I think it's in Jos. I have to wear winter jacket like I was in a, in, in, in a broad dead. And I remember when I was coming to Europe, I had to bring that jacket. Yes, to show you how cold that place. But then the thing is, snow doesn't fall. The only thing I remember in my childhood during rainy season is that ice used to fall from the sky. Yeah, ice. So, yeah, like frozen, yeah, like cubes, ice cubes from the sky. We'll pick it and lick it as kids, yeah. And kids, so coming to Norway, yeah, if I tell people that I came to Norway because of winter, they say, you must be weird. Yeah, kind of, probably. So I came here to study because I love, I've never seen um, snow. And so when it's winter, I'm like excited and everything. But because I wasn't here around spring, I felt alone. I felt disassociated a lot. I felt disoriented. I think it's very associated with um, seasonal affectionate disorder, which we've talked about in the show, I think, sometime last year in autumn. But then it's just strange how our uh, environment um, is linked to the weather, how these two are intertwined, and um, how it affects our memory, our feelings, and thinking. But at the end of the day, I still love the 
winter more. If you ask me, I'm not weird. I just love winter more. <laughs> I've been in hot temperament all my life, so it's fun to be here. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's basically it. And um, I I'm not sure if I had fun memories. What's your fondest memories of the weather? Tell me. Oh, I have really fond memories of like thunder and lightning storms, mm -hmm. both from the U.S. and in Norway. I feel like those kind of big cataclysmic, very memorable weather situations, since I generally have been young enough that I don't have to worry about costing, uh, covering the costs of damage. <laughs> so I just have to kind of sit inside and enjoy and hear the chaos and feeling safe and warm. And I think that that's why most of my fond weather-related memories are of nasty weather is because it kind of takes the onus off of me. I don't feel like I have to do too much. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is get through it and focus on the, the things around me and and just kind of appreciate how small I am. It's like when you're looking at the <laughs> stars and you realize how tiny you are, how comforting that is. I think that's how weather is for me. Can you like think of any milestones you have that's associated with any of the weather, like during your childhood, your adult? Is there something you like to share? Whatever you're comfortable with. I'm not asking you for the first time you kissed a guy, you know. <laughs> I have some really good memories in autumn associated with autumn for many years of my life. And I, I think that counts as a milestone because that's going back to school time. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going from elementary school into middle school and I remember oh. the crunchy leaves <laughs> and being so frightened because I didn't know mm -hmm. so many people. Mm -hmm. And I'm a bit shy, mm -hmm. to be honest. And just, you know, the crisp air and the same with going into high school mm -hmm. and then hanging out with new boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't kiss and tell, so I'm, I'm not going to really go much detail about that. Oh, that's okay. We can take that. We could take that. It's to know people in the autumn. It's yeah. fine. I, I can't really... I I wouldn't say I have a lot of, like, big memories, but I remember my childhood a lot. I remember, mm. I remember um, when it's raining season, and because we haven't... The dry season typically comes before the raining season. And so as a kid... We usually come out in the rain because we have this zinc corrosive roof, which is different from what we have in Europe now, back in the day. So, you know, we, it's typically just see, we come out naked, not wearing any panties, and we bet in the rain and everything. And then I remember when I was like 13, my titties were already coming out. And then I was... <laughs> I was so innocent that I ran into the rain with my friend. I was 13. And then my boots were sticking out. I got the whooping. Yeah, the whooping. Niger. My mom like, Are you, what's wrong with this? You're showing everybody your titties. Don't you know you're a woman? Come inside. You're not my child. And then I remember that a lot during the rainy season. So, but then here in Norway is different. Norway has a very beautiful weather. Uh, what you see on the, on, the, on the weather report is different. One minute it says it's going to rain. The next minute... Oh my God, you see it's going to snow, so you can't really tell, um, But which is one of the beautiful things about the weather here. But all in all, I love it here. I love it here, and I'm trying to make the best out of it. 
So how about we get back uh, to the main cruise of today's topic, how to use the bad weather to your advantage. Yes, it's possible. So we came up with a lot of um, uh, suggestions which we think could be helpful uh, in terms of diet, sleep, hydration, exercise. How are you going to do it? Katrina, you want to share something with us about that? Yeah, uh, Caitlin, not, not Katrina. But oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think I need I am the one. I, I need this weather exercises. I need to nourish my brain. Yeah, so this is what we're talking about, how to use the weather to improve your memory. Yeah, so I need this as well as you do. Thank you, okay. Kat, uh, Kathleen. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's really important regardless of the weather, but especially when the weather isn't really jiving with your mood, mm-hmm. that you need to eat healthy. So if you eat healthy, it can help improve your energy, mm-hmm. help focus better, optimize your overall brain health, mm-hmm. and generally improve how you're feeling and how you're operating. So important foods to eat are lean proteins, which include things like plain Greek yogurt, skin poultry, eggs, mm-hmm. peas, white fish, healthy fats, or those that have healthy omega fatty acids from different kinds of uh, fish, nuts, olive oil, uh, dark leafy vegetables are really important so that we can make sure to get enough intake of vitamins K, B6, and B12, which are helpful for our Mm -hmm. alertness and memory. Mm -hmm. And of course, complex carbohydrates like whole grain, bread, rice, oats, uh, different vegetables and fruits. Mm And if you make sure and you have proper, healthy nutrition with the blend of vitamins, fiber, protein, and fats, it will really help your brain function at its optimal health. Mm-hmm. It's probably also pretty a good idea to avoid unhealthy foods, so deep-fried fats, mm-hmm. uh, sugar, Oh. Patrick, fine carbohydrates like white bread, white rice, mm-hmm. chips, fried, pasta, greasy fried food. So all of that comfort food, which is so, so delectable and so uh, enticing when the weather is nasty. <laughs> if, if you want to make the most of yourself, it's probably best to have some proper balance and feed your brain, feed your body the way it needs to be fed. Uh, It's also really important to stay hydrated. Uh, The brain is 73% water. And so logically, if you're not drinking enough water, which is actually quite a bit, then it's going to hinder your ability to function physically and mentally. Wow. Mm -hmm. 73% water. I I got taken aback a bit with uh, the, oh my God. Well, that's something. Seventy-three percent water content. Our brain contains seventeen percent water. That means, what if I don't drink enough water? My brain is, my memory is going to be like so. I, I don't want to think about it. Go on. <laughs> it's definitely going to affect your memory and just your overall ability ability to function because mm-hmm. water helps facilitate nutrient delivery to the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, for men. You need to have about 130 ounces of fluids a day. Mm-hmm. And for women, it's 95 ounces of fluids a day. Mm-hmm. That could be like, um, is it like, um, I hear a lot of stories that people say, try to drink eight glasses of water a day and stuff like that. I, I don't know. There, there, there are a lot of um, 
nutrition uh, nutrition advice out there and sometimes it's so overwhelming to follow but at the end of the day it's very important to take notes of all those things go on definitely and you know there's there's always going to be those people out there who say well i don't really like the taste of water (laughs) but you can always add a slice of orange lemon Mm -hmm. cucumber strawberry Mm -hmm. whatever you want you can go to the store and pick up the zero and put a few drops in there Mm -hmm. really helps it get it down because as i said you're not going to be functioning at your best unless you're properly intaking good nutrition and you're hydrated well that's very interesting i'm so glad to hear that Uh aha adding lime i see people do that a lot at coffee adding lime to the water and yeah that's a good idea i think i'll try that because i don't usually like water much so (laughs) yeah Okay, so what else can we do to take care of ourselves when the weather is less than optimal? Yeah, what quickly came to my mind is uh, how important for us to exercise um, our brain and uh, how can we do that basically is um, taking physical exercise because um, then the way your um, the more exercise you give to your body invariably, you are also you know, exercising your brain and keeping the brain fit and healthy. So it's not that uh, you have to go to the gym and do some kind of exercise regimen. You could just go for just as, uh, something as simple as a 20-minute walk around the block or you use your bike or you could just probably uh, do yoga. <laughs> yoga is so <laughs> popular. Uh, you could just grab your partner and just do indoor exercises. It's just just keep it consistent, like three, three, three times in a week. It really, really helps. And then uh, also it's, it's important for you to plan uh, everything in advance and um, have like a to-do list what you can do and what you can do. And um, uh, uh, another thing I really want to talk about is the, the, the issue of sleep. Sleep is so vital to our whole, not just our body, but also our mental health and our brain health. And I think um, SPAT all along, all the while, I've been recommending eight hours a day sleep. If you have more, that is great. People have a lot of sleeping problems. But if it comes to insomnia mm-hmm. and can't sleep, it's important you see your therapist or your doctor for that. But then um, people, the weather usually messes up with people's sleep patterns with the weak sleep cycle and stuff like that, like we talked about in pre- we talked about in previous show. So it's important for you to, like I said, have a plan, the time uh, time for you to walk, time for you to sleep, and you know, do everything you can to make sure you stay, you get enough rest. And uh, one of the things you can do basically is for you to have, um, like I mentioned earlier, make sure you take a lot of work. Like what I've been doing recently, I've been having a lot of sleeping problems. Like I said, I. I feel uh, a lot disorientated during this uh, um, uh, the last couple of days when it looks like spring was already here. Uh, so oh, yeah, so I would just too. like stay and feel stressed out. Sometimes I just bust out into cries. I know I'm taking I'm taking my vitamin D, so it's not about the vitamin D. So this weather thing really messes up your brain in so many ways. And so what I found very effective for my in my own case that have helped me uh, improve my anxieties and also improve my sleep is to go for a walk. So I live close to Songvan, and uh, usually I just walk like um, up to like the 30 minutes walk from my house to the edge of the 
uh, uh, the the fjord and get back. But lately, when it's just too much for me with the weather and everything, I don't understand. I I could not relate. I could not relate any emotions or memories to spring because I wasn't here last year. So what I do is I walk around the whole radius of Songsvan, and it takes me like two hours and a couple of minutes to get home. By the time I get home, I'm so fucked out and tired. I, if I manage to eat, I fall down and I sleep like a baby. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so, so the thing is, try a, lot, uh, uh, a couple of exercise or what works for you. I've never been a fan of working 20 minutes or whatever, but I had to do that aggressive intervention to improve my health. And it helped a lot. It helped a lot. So one more last thing I want to talk about is how you need to relax your brain in terms of eliminating stress, especially if you're a student and you're preparing for exams and stuff. Or maybe you're at work, you have a lot of um, projects, or you are basically at home and you have kids to take care of and you have to work from home and your kids and you have to shuffle all these things together all in the comfort of your home versus when you had to go out because of COVID. Yeah, when you could go out before COVID came in. So one of the things you could do to mitigate against stress, stress is to give yourself talk therapy. So first of all, sit down and identify what is stressing you out. And then think about uh, the, the stressful situation in a, an objective way. And ask yourself, is it, really, is it really the worst that could happen to you? If you have a bad grade, you're having a bad day, things are not working out at home with family or whatever. So the thing is, you can always do better. So the... Uh, it's about taking control of your mind. So, and eating healthy and um, the things Kathleen have mentioned and what I mentioned could also help. And then reading a lot and putting all these things together, you know, it's going to help a lot. It's not really easy for everyone this time around, but then that is just what we can say for now. And like I said, um, Pick out whatever works for you and adapt it in a way that will suit you. So there's no hard and fast rule about it. We are so glad we could talk about this together. And we hope to share more um, other exciting topics with you next time. So we're going to end the show today. And we say thank you for listening. And uh, it's bye from you. And happy spring in advance. And bye from me. I hope you all stay happy, healthy, and safe. Yeah, bye.